Welcome to the Camp Humphreys PWOC podcast. We are the Protestant Women of the Chapel, a multi-denominational ministry serving women on our military installation. We want to provide relevant Christ-centered topics and discussion to help women through the challenges of living overseas in our military community. Join us as we delve into God's Word and its practical application to life here on Camp Humphreys. Rachel Wilson, president of the Camp Humphreys PWC. Today, I will be talking to Anna Chung, our VP of Spiritual Life. She will be sharing her tremendous wisdom, creativity, and lessons learned as a mom, a wife of 20 years, 14 of those in the Army, and the secret of her childlike joy in Christ. She will give us ideas of how to teach children to love and memorize God's Word, how to find intimacy with Christ even in the dry or chaotic seasons of our life. Finally, she will encourage us for those times when we feel like we have failed or fallen in our walk with the Lord. Join me now as we talk to Anna about embracing joy in the chaos. So thank you so much, Anna, for joining me today. You are truly uh, have been my, my battle buddy this year. We have been through a lot in the last 12 months. Yeah. And I, I've just grown to admire you so much, and um, I want to give a little bit of history to our listeners before we jump in. Anna has been a uh, she's been married for twenty years to yes. uh, Sam Chung, who is uh, now is a chaplain, and you've been you've been a chaplain's wife for twelve years, um, mm-hmm. and before that, uh, he was a pastor for six years or, or so. And when you were first married, he was uh, a specialist. So you've experienced all different aspects of the Army in military life, in ministry life. And uh, here we are now in the, at Camp Humphrey, South Korea. And I am so thankful for your many years of experience that you bring to PWC. And I am so thankful that I have been allowed to learn so much from you from you these last uh, these last twelve months. And um, one of the, the the biggest reason I really want to talk to you today and 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 share with the, our listeners is is how I've watched you have so much joy in the Lord despite the trials. And of course, right now we are in. A humongous trial of COVID nineteen, but but even before that, we've had lots of challenges, you know, working through um, different issues in PwC. But as and then f- personal issues, you had a a fairly severe severe illness last fall, and mm-hmm. that had had you in a lot of pain. And I I watched you go through that, and I I was in awe. Because despite the pain, you still would talk about your time spent with the Lord. You would talk about how, yes, you are in so much pain, and yet you were thankful that God had given you that time to spend with Him in prayer. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I looked at at that time in your life and and your testimony, and I was just amazed. And certainly wanted God to continue to work on me so that I I would have that same desire for him despite the trial, despite mm-hmm. the whatever pain um, I might be going through. And so I thank you for that example. And what I want to sh- want you to share with the ladies today is, is, you know, where does where where did that journey with the Lord for you start? You know, where was the time when you knew you you were so in love with him that you um, just were overflowing with joy in his presence, and you just knew that that's all you wanted? Is, is there just a moment in your life when that 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 happened for you, or was it a gradual process? You know, everyone's testimony is different. Can you share with us, you know, how that started for you? Well, 
Thank you, Rachel, for inviting me to do this podcast with you, first of all. I guess of my passion of being with the Lord, my love for Him, I think started when I was young with my parents, who who was also very much in love with God, that I, I can't remember a time without him in my life. I guess I was really blessed because I had parents um, who really, really loved the Lord. And it's not because, um, you know, when you love the Lord, all your circumstances are beautiful and God blesses you abundantly, which he does. But it may not particularly particularly look like that from outside worldly perspective. We didn't have much luxury as in money or other possessions, but my life as a young child um, where my parents have started planting churches have always been filled with many, many events and testimonies of how faithful God was. And my parents would always explain or they encouraged us to pray and to seek our own Heavenly Father. So from a young age, mm. they, they would plant gospel in us and we would have family worships or we would talk about something and I remember one particular event when I was really young and in, I, I was born in Korea. I was raised here until I was nine years old before I immigrated to United States. But in Korea, you pay money to go to elementary school. You pay money for middle school and high school as well. And um, I remember... I said, Mom, Dad, I need this this thing for school. I need to pay this. And they would say, oh, have you asked your Heavenly Father for it? And I would say, oh, I, I didn't do that yet. And they would send me to pray, and I would pray, and they would say, here, here you go. This is what God has given hmm. to us. And I would just accept that as a gift God has given me. So from a young age, I just, I, I, it was just granted that if I needed anything, I go to my heavenly father and seek, ask and knock, right? Ask, ask, seek and knock. So that's what I did. So throughout my teenage years or even to before I was married, it was very evident that God was so very faithful in my life. So um, how can you not be passionate about someone who has given everything in your life, right? Mm. And you have seen it happen over and over again. Um, I remember in high school, I lived in Houston, this was when my dad was um, reviving a church. It was a dying church. He took it over and he revived it. And people at that time in that Houston high school area, it was kind of a ritzy neighborhood with lots of um, children with, you know, they were very well off and um, they were wearing these brand name clothing and wear, having these purses. And I didn't know particularly they were like how expensive they were or what brand names or whatever, but it looked very pretty. So I went to my parents or I went to my mom and I said, you know, so-and-so is wearing this and have this and I really would like one. And she again said, have you asked your heavenly father? So I went and I prayed and I said, well, I would really like this. God didn't have to answer that prayer because it wasn't necessity. But he knows the desires of our heart when we come before him. I was so grateful because within two days, I received a phone call from a person 
who was very grateful that I had started a children's choir. And uh, we went and did some events. And they were very impressed with the events and how they were children. Their kids were very um, depressed and they were having a really hard time adjusting at school, adjusting at home. But they they were blossoming. They were Their life was changing as we were doing this children's choir. So they were so very impressed. They wanted to do something for me. And she happens to own a boutique. And she said, I can't do anything else for you, but I own this boutique and you can have any clothes or any accessories that you want from the store. And I didn't know that that particular store and that particular accessory was a name brand and it was several hundreds of dollars and some clothes up to thousands of dollars. I didn't know that. But of course, because she offered it and she picked out some outfits for me, I took it and I wore it. And everybody was like, oh, my goodness, where'd you get blah, blah, blah and all that stuff. I didn't even know the value Mm. of it. But God answered my prayers within that week because I think when you just simply, you know how sometimes God says you come, the children, and mm-hmm. like we need to come before him like a child's heart. Yes, yes. And you get, you know, our, I remember our children just being delighted about little things in life. They're so joyful with just uh, flowers on the ground, wild flowers that just grow dandelions. How many of us are so excited about Mm. dandelions? But kids, they pick up one and they are so delighted by it. I think sometimes we forget that joy and Mm. passion. Mm. And I think God has been so gracious and good to my life that I still find that joy Even those little things sometimes that seem like nothing to maybe some people. But for me, um, those dandelions still bring me joy. Does it make sense? I don't know. It's beautiful. Um, No, it it makes total mm -hmm. sense. Um, It's it's beautiful. It's so interesting you give Mm -hmm. that example because my son, I think, brought me three dandelions today. And (laughs) now it makes me want to go back and tell him how absolutely beautiful they are. Yes. And now with the spring, with the flowers everywhere, I drive, well, before my quarantined <laughs> days. Yeah, we, the- we should we should probably explain that to the listeners. Oh, sorry. So, um, so Anna is, is joining us on this call from quarantine, uh, COVID-19 quarantine. Uh, her husband, who has been um, TDY at school in the States for a few months now, was allowed to come home and finish. uh, It was quite a dramatic series of events that finally allowed him to come home uh, from from the TDY, from schooling, and to finish the schooling here virtually. But um, due to the rules and regulations in place right now, he has to quarantine for 14 days, and the, the whole family decided uh, he could do it at home, and they would just do it together. So um, thank you, Anna, even <laughs> more so, um, for joining us from the quarantine. Actually, for us, it's a blessing, and we've been thoroughly enjoying uh, each other's company, and I am so thankful for all of the sisters who have been praying for the situation. For those of you who know my situation and have been diligently praying for me and my husband, I am so grateful. I am so thankful we have a Mm -hmm. house. We have a little bit of trees outside when we open up our windows where we can watch the birds come. And I have one that's building the nest right now. So we watch the bird (laughs) Mm. take one little twig at a time building their nest. Mm. And we watch through, um, we don't go out, but um, there are some parts a view that we can have that is a distant mountains and we can recite Psalms 121 with my children because God's help 
is still there for us. And we've been having lots of family time and we're enjoying it right now. So mm. I am grateful. So you, you have three children and um, two, two teenagers and one in college. Actually, three teenagers. Three teenagers. Okay. She's, 19 she's nineteen for one okay. more week. One more week. Okay. <laughs> yes. But, but I, I want to ask you. Know you've certainly been through your series of um, deployments and TDYs with littles, with little children, and you you remember that vividly. And I, yes. I remember a devotional last fall um, where you shared a story from I think it was at one of your the 15 month deployment with um the little the little kids and for those moms and, and I'm included in this you know when you have little children and you so long to have that that joy that that you spoke about that joy of the lord that just um that time spent with him but yet you know you're exhausted right you yes. you don't sleep much cuz your kids are getting up throughout the night and and they they're running around your feet and they they need help with every single thing what did what did you do during you know during those years to hold on to your relationship with the lord and to keep growing and and was it did you find it difficult what what, what worked um where did you struggle and what advice would you have for us going in those years where we, we want that time with the Lord? We want <laughs> yes. that joy, but, but we're exhausted and we're caring for, for the little children. And I feel for you. It's been a while since I had little ones, but I do remember those days where I could not even go to a restroom by myself. It seems that, you know, one is attached to my legs while I am using the bathroom still. And there's no privacy whatsoever. But I do remember that because I could not have a separate time, like some ladies are really well disciplined and they're able to get up early in the morning before kids get up in the morning and they do their devotional times. But I wasn't one of them. <laughs> oh, when those little babies were born, I realized quickly I am not a morning person. <laughs> I could not get up at 5.30 in the morning to do a devotion by myself. So what I did was I started writing verses on a cue card in a big post-it uh, poster boards or small ones or wherever. And I, I wrote it with my children. So uh, when they were infants, of course, they can't do it. So I would write it and I would have it posted on where I changed the diaper on the wall. I have one, I have several throughout my bathroom walls. I have several through my bathroom mirrors and um, and kitchen uh, where I cook over the stove, over the uh, living room. So my house, like the doors, you know, I, I so I had verses everywhere that throughout when they were a little bit older, I had my kids, you know, when you start teaching them uh, sight words. Mm -hmm. And and the, those sight words, mm, yes. actually, they learned it through the Bible because wow. I would have a chapter uh, that would be printed and I would ask them to um, start. We had family worship ever since they were littles. So I would have my infant baby and I would have family worship um, by myself with or my husband was there, but then he was still in a lot of field and things like that to, before deployment. But I would still have worship with my littles. And so I think when you start at a young age, it becomes part of their life. So mm -hmm. it's like a routine, almost like you sit down to eat. Mm -hmm. If I say family worship time, they would all automatically just grab their Bible and they would sit mm -hmm. because it was just part of it. And initially when I started this, I realized quickly that every children, every child is a different personality. My first one is a very compliant and she's very 
she she loves to read. So she would have her Bible. She would even have her little notebook and she would come and join and sing the hymnals. And she was but the, my second child, she had no interest whatsoever sitting down hmm. to worship. And she would be jumping up and down. She would be everywhere. And it bothered me at the beginning because I wanted to, like, this is worship time. I wanted to be holy. I wanted to <laughs> go before the Lord, you know? Yes. But God taught me that you can worship in spirit and in truth while you're dancing as little children. He delights as David did, right? He danced and he praised and his wife didn't think that was very holy, but Mm. God honored that. God, God was still honored by it and he still was pleased by David's heart. So we quickly changed our praise time from our we um, for us because we are Korean American. I wanted to teach our children Korean, so I taught them hymnals. We sang in Korean. We read the Bible starting Korean language. So um, we would sing hymnals, but I would make little hand gestures and dances. So we would go around, nothing but the blood of Jesus, and we'll march around the living room. Or we would we would make hand signs and we would dance with the hymnals. Mm. And then and then I would say, Come, sit down, let's hear the story now. How would and then we would read those um Bible like you know, I would try to read it dramatically or whatever it was, shorter version of it. But I wanted them to see. I really put effort in trying to make sure that I had family worship time. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Um, so we made it into a fun activity. I didn't want it to be uh, something that was like, okay, we're going to do this family worship and you will do this. Mm. <laughs> no matter what, because then, you know, kids don't like that and they get upset and they're bored or whatever. But I have teenagers now. Now they take turns leading worship because they have watched me from young age. So they pick out their hymnals. They um, we read through the scripture about three chapters a day. But um, from the book of the Bible, and then we share prayer requests and that person uh, ends with a prayer. And we do because we are from a Protestant um, Presbyterian background. We do recite our Apostles Creed in the beginning, and then we do end with Lord's Prayer at the end for our worship. So it's not long worship, but they've done it for so long that now they take turns leading it. I guess the, the pieces that really um, stand out to me is, you know, make it fun. Yes. The Bible is exciting. Yes. And, and I, I, I really, my son is enamored with David and Goliath, and I, I feel like we've read that story uh, 500 yes. times. Um, but that's important for your children to 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 get excited about these stories because you want them to want to read more and you want them to want to act them out, which even helps them learn them um, better. So I, I picked that up. Make it fun. But I think what's really important is that, you know, you, you said, oh, I wasn't disciplined to get up in the morning, but I feel like it, it is a discipline to say we're going to have this family worship time. Because our, our our schedules can get so crazy, but yes. you said we have to have this. Yes, this is yes. important. And I think everyone has their own timing that they have to figure out. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I mean, before we left the door, because the passage was there, the verse that I wanted to memorize with kids, mm-hmm. I will put it on the doors. And I would just say, let's recite it together. Or I would uh, repeat and they will repeat after me before I left the door. Hmm. And then when we walk in or like things like that, or as we are brushing our teeth, 
I, when they were old, right before they brushed their teeth, I will recite it. And then after they brush their teeth, they will read it again or something. But I think another thing that really kept me was I joined PWC. It's, it was one of my most blessing time because I needed communication with other women because <laughs> my littles, mm-hmm. you know, there were so much you could, I mean, I could drop them off and have fellowship with the ladies and be able to study deeply with them. And did I do all of the homeworks every single day? No, I didn't get to do that. But I had a wonderful facilitator who said, it's okay, you could still come. And we read the scripture together. We discussed it together in our studies. So I was still getting deeper level of study in the PWC. Did my child cry through the whole time? Yes, he did. Mm. (laughs) I had Caleb, my youngest child, and I don't know if he will ever hear this, but he knows. He cried that first year that I joined PWC, and I thank God for that watch care lady who loved on my child while he was crying. Mm. He cried the entire year. Mm. I don't know what it was. Mm. And there were many days I had to pull him out. And that really was one of the hindrances saying, you know, if you go to PWC, your child's not going to like the watch care and you're going to just have a, you're going to be agitated and blah, blah, blah. And Satan tries to do that. And every when I think it was Tuesday we met. So every Tuesday morning, I had to fight and say, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And when I went, it was always a blessing that awaited. Mm. They were, I think they were a couple days. No, not just couple, but several days. The first lesson that I remember class that I signed up was Galatians. Mm. Out of the 12 weeks that we had study of, I think I fully made it to maybe two classes. Rest of the class, I made it maybe halfway. Mm. And then I had to like, you know, take the crying baby or I had to do something else. But it was a blessing. And I still remember that we studied through Galatians, that I still was working on my fruit of the spirit Mm. (laughs) and just crying with him and saying, why are you crying? You know, Mm. but um, we would sing through the song, love, joy, peace, patience and kindness. Oh, Mm. Caleb, please, you know, kind of thing. But um, there was a, there were loving sisters older ladies who took Caleb some of the days and they took this crying baby and went outside so I could sit in the class, Mm. at least part of the class. And um, I was so thankful for them. I remember, you know, Susan, I remember Carol, I remember these ladies who would take these my kids and just um, love on them so I can just sit in the class. So PWC was definitely another venue where I I got to be in the word. That I just puts a big smile on my face because it just reminds me um, of my own beginning stories with PWC. And I, I actually saw a story similar um, to what you just shared here at our own PWC where um, one of our board members took a crying baby so that a, a mom could just have one moment of break and mm-hmm. be with her class. And it reminds me how important it is for us to to share each other's burdens, to carry um, each other, and, and, and especially when we have littles and we just need a moment. Holding our baby for uh, an hour or, or 30 minutes could be the, the biggest gift of that yes. week. Yes. You sense that you, well, how can I study God's word? How can I grow? How can I have time to pray when I'm, I do have these little children and they're always crying or they're always clinging to me. And, and what I see is 
in, in you was a, a perseverance. Um, you didn't give up. You didn't stop going to PWC. You didn't stop trying to do family worship. Um, you 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 put all of those Bible verses. You know, I, I almost for me it would be out of desperation. Like I have to see these I, promises of God because the the kids aren't letting me sit down for even a second to open my Bible. Um, and you put those all over your house. And thank you for, for that example. For for those ladies that, you know, there are ladies that maybe didn't come to know the Lord until they were later, you know, older. Um, they might not mm-hmm. have had parents who were believers or, or mm-hmm. gave them the example that your parents gave them. And yet they long to raise their children um, right mm-hmm. and in the Lord and to teach them. But they might hear your story and say, well, I I don't think I could ever love Jesus the way Anna does. I, I don't know if I could mm-hmm. ever yeah. um, um, be like Anna. And what would you tell them? I would say, no. You know, some women fall in love with their husband at first sight. There are others who took a long time getting to know their husbands before they married them. I think love takes feeling, right, Mm -hmm. that comes, but it also is a work. It's a sacrifice that we make daily with our husband to keep loving on them, right? It's like that with our children as well. I know that some of my friends, they do come to me and say, Anna, I don't think, you know, it's just because you've, you had a good model, you know, role models as your parents or, you know, whatever. But, you know, I've seen others who just, um, you know, cry out with their kids. I think it's okay. <laughs> When they cry, you cry. <sighs> when they laugh, you laugh with them. You, when they're messy and you, you get frustrated, you can get messy and get frustrated with them. It's okay. Those emotions are God-given gifts mm. that we have to express. But turning that back to God and say, God, I don't know. I don't know why my child is crying, and I don't know how to handle this. Would you give me the wisdom? And, you know, the thing is, God said, whoever seeks for wisdom from him, he will give it to us. And he gives us a wisdom that no one else could copy. The way I approach my children may absolutely be completely different the way God wants you to reach your children. Mm. And the way you reach your children may not be something that would work for mine. But God has given these children, each of them for your care, and that their children that you have only for little time here on earth, that we can seek every day just We just seek it out and say, God, give me wisdom to do this. Mm. And it comes from the word of God. And we just apply what we learn. I love a friend of mine who just came to know Christ. She grew up without knowing God at all. And she came to know Christ. She has two littles. So she's just learning how to pray. So she sat the kids down and she said, I, this is, I met God and I'm excited. I'm just learning how to pray. So would you like to learn to pray with me? Mm. (laughs) And, And she asked me, so I said, yes, you pray to God in the name of Jesus and you can You can praise him first, and then you thank him, and you confess your sins and ask for things you need, and you just pray in Jesus' name. So that's what she did. She said, let's think of something that we can praise God about and thank God about. She wrote it down with her kids, and they're learning how to pray together. Is it perfect? No. Does it have to? 
No, it doesn't have to be. And she's learning. And she said, well, I want, I, I, I love singing praises that PWC, but I can't go to PWC now. So I don't know any of the songs. Oh my goodness. Nowadays with YouTubes mm-hmm. and so many internet information, she knows more songs than I do that I don't even know that she found in YouTube and internet kids praise songs that she's singing with kids, but it's rich in theology that she can sing with them and they're having fun with it. She's reading, um, she's reading children's Bible because she didn't grow up in a church. She doesn't know all of the stories about God's, you know, like Sunday school stories. Mm -hmm. But as she's reading children's Bible to her children, she's reading these stories of God's miracle and faithfulness. And she's in awe. She's like, she's enjoying more of that children's Bible. And she found this app now with uh, like children's Bible drama or something. Mm I haven't tried it yet, but she said there's you can download an app of children's Bible that is read in drama mm. type. And her kids love reading it, listening to it, and she's enjoying it because she's learning all these stories she didn't even know. And she would call me up and ask more details. Like there was this story about Jesus walking on the water, you know. How is that possible? Mm. You know, how, and kids have this faith that they just believe. But we as an adults have these questions. How is this possible? So I prayed with her and we prayed for increased of faith that God would show her how it's possible to mm. walk on water in the midst of this. Uh, so many circumstances we're so afraid of and anxious of. And we talked about how it was applicable. So another thing is that you find another lady that you could join together and say, hey, will you be my sister battle buddy? Mm. (laughs) Like Rachel said, because you're my battle buddy, right, Rachel? And when I need prayer, I call you and say, I need to pray with you. And I, when I do pray with you, God gives me peace and understanding that I just, and I just can't sometimes have on my own. And I think God created his body church so that we are not alone. We have people that we can reach out to. And if you don't have anyone, call me. Call Rachel, yes, yes, call, call me. your facilitators. I know they would love to sit down with you and cry with you, brainstorm with you, and to talk with you and to share their hearts with you as well. Because just because you know Christ for 30 years or 40 years or grew up or was born as a Christian, that doesn't mean you don't go through struggles. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're not still learning. We learn, I think until we are going to be perfected in heaven, right? Yes. We still have so much to learn. And that's one thing. I still learn from my children. I still learn from this lady that I pray with, and she just came to know Christ not too long ago. But her prayers are so genuine. And I repent so many times because of my hardened heart. She has more creativity in her passion for the Lord and her desire and sincerity and pureness of her heart that I admire. It's like when you first fall in love with your husband Mm. and you can't wait until you meet him again. You just went on a date, but you call him again because you just got, he's just dropped you off, but you call him again because you want to hear his voice. Uh I think being in love with God is like that. You just, you can't help but to read his scripture again and again, or you pray again and you can happen with another lady. And so if you need right now, when you're in isolation, Mm. 
and you feel like you are alone, you're not alone. Reach out. And you are afraid to reach out. Remember that there might be someone else feeling the same way and they're just waiting for someone to reach out to them. So don't be afraid. And just and you you have something of value that God wants to share with someone else. And that someone else will appreciate what you have. And don't ever think that you don't have anything to share because God created you wonderfully and fearfully. And God never makes mistakes. And he never creates anything without a purpose. Mm. And he has a purpose in your life. And I so much appreciate my PWC sisters. I have not met a sister who has not taught me something new. You could be the one. So if you don't think you have, you don't have anyone, call me because I probably have something I can learn from you. Mm. You know, I, I think one of my biggest takeaways, I think two, I, I, I'm, I have two big takeaways just from what we've been discussing uh, right here. And I think one is the boldness to ask God for what you need. And if it's wisdom on how to raise your children, children, if it's a heart of, of passion for God, if it's just, if it's a physical need, um, if it's just, you know, Lord, I, I need you to soften my heart because I just, I, I don't feel anything right now. Mm-hmm. Just what I, I've gathered and, and want to emphasize to the listeners is that we can ask. I, I am, mm-hmm. I am this year learning that even more than I've ever learned it, that I can ask God to help me with my children. I can ask Him for mm-hmm. the power and strength to keep going when I feel like I can't keep going. I can ask Him for um, a, a heart that is sensitive to His voice. I, I mm-hmm. can ask Him to uh, give me the energy again to even sing worship to Him when I feel like I, I just have nothing left. And and I He just keeps renewing that that strength he keeps answering those prayers and it's just a reminder okay i i need to perhaps learn to ask more not to just struggle but but to have that constant conversation with god where my every need throughout the day i'm i'm reaching out to him just like your parents taught you well did you ask your father that that that's something we mm-hmm. can be doing throughout the day every day and even more so in isolation during a pandemic where we might be pulling our hair out or overwhelmed, but God can give us the strength to, to keep doing this and even walk on water. Uh, I love this yes. story. I love that story. It came up in our last interview, just that God might be asking us right now to have the faith and the trust to, to get out of that boat and to walk on that water with a full focus on Him. Um, but I can't, I can't do it without his, I need him to work that in me and I can just ask him for that faith, ask him for that, that help, um, and, and strength to say, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll do this. Like Peter, well, you tell me to come out, Lord, Lord, if you tell me to come out, if you give me the strength. So I I love that. And, and the other big takeaway I have is We've been talking about child rearing and children and, and mothering, but I also see that in you that childlike faith. It's not just that it's our children. It's saying part of this journey is I need I need I don't need my children to be like me. I need to be more like my children in many ways. I need to have that awe and that wonder and that excitement that often we don't want to read the Bible because it's it might to many of us on many days it might say, Oh, that's a boring story mm-hmm. or or something. But if we read it through the eyes of a child, then it might change. And we mm-hmm. could start igniting that flame again of, of excitement and joy and awe because we're seeing it as Jesus told us to come to him as a child. And I I love that about you, Anna, because I I see often you know, children they see the best in people. They often, they just, they trust and they see the best in people and they forgive so quickly. 
And I, mm-hmm. I, I've watched you do that over the last 12 months. I've watched you see the best in people and, and, and forgive and to love with a love that only comes from, from Christ. And I think I understand better because you do come to the Lord with that childlike faith. I think you put it way better than I could ever put it together as a summary of takeaway. But just like children, I make lots of mistakes and I fall a lot. You know, they're they're learning to walk and they fall and I am learning to walk better and I fall. Everyone does. But I think one thing that God has taught me is that it's okay to fall. You just get up again. Mm. And that is faith. It's not that we will never fall. We will fall. And we and we will there's too many things of obstacles. And yes, we all want to fly and we all want to run perfectly, but that's not this life. We will fall, but see when we fall, there is our Heavenly Father who's waiting for us, who gives us our His hand for us to grab and to. And when we don't even have the strength to get up on our own, He will lift us up mm. when we just cry out to Him. Mm. And I think that's what it is for. I, I want all of the ladies to be reminded that God is our strength and He's portioned forever, not just today. But even the days when you don't feel like he is our strength. And um, there are days that you don't feel like eating, but you got to eat to survive, right? Mm -hmm. So you eat. There are days you don't want to wash your face. And you can go a couple days without washing yourself. But there's going to be a time when you start stinking and you need to wash, right? So there will be days that you can go without spending time with the Lord. But there will be a day when you need to for survival. It's not that um, sometimes feeling comes after your obedience. Mm, and I I really want to challenge all of you guys. Sometimes it's really, it, it's, it's not sometimes, it's always hard. It's always hard to find time. But that's when you just grab someone else on the phone, call someone else. Or if you can't, just cry out to the Lord. I don't have any strength, God, but I'm just going to cry out to you. I don't feel like it right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. And when you do, he will give you what you need afterwards. Mm. You, so I challenge you to just obey. Just when you can't, just just read children's Bible, like I mm-hmm. said, <laughs> if it, that's all, or just put on an app that's just read out loud that you could hear. And what I found in also is that sometimes when you feel like you just can't read the Bible, sometimes you just need to put it on audio from yes. your U version yes. or Bible on CD or even the internet. Uh, there's websites that have the, the Bible you that play an audio version of it. I think Bible Gateway might be one. And yes. you can just listen and let it flow over you yes. and ask God for it to penetrate. I, I, I want to emphasize this last point that you just made and that we all make mistakes. It, it, it doesn't matter yes. if you're VP of spiritual life or if you're president of PwC, if, if your parents were believers and you, you were raised um, your whole life a Christian or you just became a Christian later on in life, it, we all will make mistakes. We all will fall. Yes. Um, but I liked what you said that the getting getting up is a matter of faith. Because yes. for me, not to just give up, but to get up says that I believe that God's word is true, that He really has forgiven me, that He really does see me through the righteousness of Jesus, that He He does see me through His Son, and and that my the price of my sin has been paid. That yes, I fell, Amen. but He forgives me, and He He the Bible says that He for, yes. He forgets it. He puts it to to the ends of the earth, yes. and and He sees me. I am His child, 
And that just as we would not um, yell at a child because they they fell while they were learning to walk or they tripped or they got in an accident, we love on our child. We help them. Um, And it might have been a mistake they made, and we try to teach them better, not to make it again. The same as our Father. He picks us up. He cleans us up. And it's a matter of faith that says, okay, I'm going to get up, and I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep walking this walk, and and I'm going to stay in this race. So thank you for that reminder. So I I love this. It this whole conversation took a different turn than I expected. I wasn't I I knew I had seen something amazing, um, just your joy, and I I wanted the ladies to hear your story and and how you that where that joy came from and how you f- fl- I guess fanned it into a flame, and and your passion for Christ and you know. That that's it's something attainable for all of us, and so thank you so much, Anna, for joining me to, um, today and talking with me and sharing so much of your stories and your life. And we thank your husband for sharing um, his time with you in quarantine today. So we thank we thank him as well. So God bless you, Anna, thank and you. I just hope that this is an incredible encouragement for the ladies, and I know it will be. And may God be gracious. May God be honored. I hope today's podcast encouraged you as much as it did me. We learn that we all will make mistakes, every one of us, but it is a matter of faith to get up and not give up in this often difficult journey of life, even more difficult now due to COVID-19. We learn that we can come to our Father in Heaven like a child, with a childlike faith believing that He will provide whatever we need. Perhaps the biggest lesson today is that maybe our children do not need to become more like us, but maybe we need to become more like our children. So pick up that children's Bible, act out a Bible story, tape a verse to your door, dance to a fun praise song, download some Bible apps, and may we be awed and amazed at our Creator like never before. May we find a childlike joy in Christ, even in the chaos.